Welcome to Destiny Revival Ministries Sermon of the Week. Thank you for joining us. You can stay up to date through our social media or give from the link in the details. We hope this message blesses you. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody just shout to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let me tell you, I'm very encouraged to what I'm hearing coming out of your leader's mouth. Because in the last couple of months, God has been speaking just one word to me. And that is, you've got to teach the church how to be alert. We've got to be alert in the season. You've got to be wide awake. Wakey, wakey, rise and shine. Amen. Amen. Just say that to your neighbor. Wakey, wakey, rise and shine. Wakey, wakey. Wake up out of your slumber, oh you beautiful thing, you. Amen. Come on. Because how many of you know that we're in a season where God is expanding your faith? He's expanding vision. He's expanding you. He's growing you. How many of you sense that? We are in a fear of you. That's very good. That's very encouraging. But God is, God is bringing us into a place of expansion. The church has to have a footprint on the earth. We've got to have this footprint. We've got to be verbal. We've got to be visual. We've got to be discerning. We've got to be sensing what's happening in the frequency of heaven. Amen. Come on. There's a sound coming from heaven. Jesus said something 16 times in the New Testament. What did He say 16 times? He didn't speak about faith. He didn't speak about love 16 times. He actually said 16 times, for those who have ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying. Jesus said that 16 times. So if He said that 16 times, we ought to be hearing. We ought to be listening what God is saying on the earth right now. Amen. Come on. Because He wants this beautiful bride to emerge. And so this message that I'm speaking this morning is a prophetic message because I feel the Lord is saying, I want the church ready. I want the church positioned. I want the church to understand her assignment. I want the church to stop acting cool and start moving in obedience. Amen. Come on. We all act so cool. And God says we've got to be obedient. You know, I've just come back from Korea. Those people are a praying nation. Let me tell you something. I'm not speaking about two or three people coming to a church and somebody wanting to pray. I'm speaking about three, four hundred people rocking up at four o'clock in the morning and praying for three hours. That's what I'm speaking about. Not having, we've got to get an appetite to pray. We've got to start to create an appetite to seek the Lord. We've got to create that again. Amen. Come on. What happened to your first love? What happened to the fact that when you came in, I remember when I came into the kingdom, I've been born again 43 years. And I want to tell you something. I've never lost my zeal for God. I've never lost my zeal for God. I've been doing this for 36 years. And I don't have people phoning me and saying, are you at the office? Are you praying? Are you doing this? No, this has become a lifestyle to me. And when this becomes a lifestyle to you, what will happen is you will penetrate and you will touch and you'll affect your city. It has to be a lifestyle. It can't be membership. It can't just be a ritual that we come and we do the songs and we hear somebody preach and we go home and say, well, praise God, I did my duty for the week. That's not the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Come on. 
And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you this morning that you will fill this atmosphere with your presence, that you'll fill this atmosphere with creative miracles, all sorts of healings, things, Lord, that in the the hearts of the people that they need, in Jesus' name, and everybody said... Amen. So this morning, if you're taking notes or you got your phone out and you're taking notes, I'm speaking on what's in your leaven. What's in your yeast? What are you carrying on the inside of you that's actually affecting the lives of people around you? What's in your leaven? I don't know about you ladies, but I don't know how to bake bread. I know how to eat bread. But there's only one bread I love to eat and it's called sourdough bread. Sourdough you can eat with anything. You can have sourdough with peanut butter and syrup. You can have sourdough with peanut butter, syrup and bacon. You can have sourdough with sour, peanut butter, bacon. You can, I mean, you, sourdough bread was made for people going to heaven. <laughs> Amen, come on. Because how many of you have ever made sourdough bread? Because sourdough is an amazing bread. It's not like ordinary bread. When you go into the, the, the bakery to buy sourdough, you're not looking for flat bread. How many of you know that if you find sourdough and it's flat, it's not sourdough? It's wrong. Sourdough has to come out like, like this because you put stuff in the sourdough, you put stuff in that dough to actually bring it into a place of fermentation. It actually ferments. Amen. How many of you know that that's a very part, a critical part of sourdough, baking sourdough bread? It has to ferment. There's a process. You leave it and it starts to swell up. Amen. Come on. It actually puts out a little bit of a smell like you know that it's actually fermenting. And I really believe that we need to understand the process that starts in our lives when we come into relationship with Jesus. Listen to me. There is a process that begins when you come into contact contact with the kingdom of heaven. Amen. I'm going to show you that in a little while. Amen. Come on. There's a process. There's something that's different about your life. When you got saved, it cannot be the same. Something starts to happen on the inside of you. Amen. Come on. Come on, please. This is not a Presbyterian church. Just say, Amen, brother. Wave a hanky, run around, whatever you need to do, but we're not Presbyterians. I used to be a Presbyterian and then I got saved. So I need some response. Amen. Amen. Come on. Is that okay? Otherwise, you'd be like the chosen frozen. Listen to me. Listen, you've got to understand when you receive the Lord Jesus as your Saviour, we receive the kingdom leaven. Let me show you in the Bible. Let's go to Matthew 13 and let me show you something in the Bible. And uh, you don't believe me, but I can tell you in the Bible, sourdough, we're going to eat sourdough in heaven. Because it says, he told them another parable, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven. Now, what does it say in my Bible? Look there. What does it say? Sourdough. Sourdough. Hallelujah. (laughs) Didn't say brown bread or whole wheat or white bread or whatever you guys like. It says sourdough, which a woman took and covered over in three measures of meal or flour till all of it was leavened. So when we, when we receive Jesus, something starts to happen on the inside of us and it's undeniable. Say undeniable. 
When last did somebody meet you and say, it's undeniable that you carry and possess the kingdom of heaven because every time we come around you, it's undeniable because there's a manifestation of what's going on in your life and it's actually affecting everything outside your life. We can't come in contact with you without actually feeling something happening in our lives. When last did that happen? Don't put your hands up real quick. Because every one of you sitting here this morning, you have the kingdom, the leaven of the kingdom inside of you. You have something going on in the inside of you. It is fermenting. It is busy. There is something going on. It's not dead. It's not stagnant. It's alive and full of power. That's how we ought to be living our lives out there in the world that when they come in contact with you, they should be saying, I don't know what it is, but every time you come into this atmosphere, every time you walk into our lives, you leave this amazing fragrance behind. People are getting healed. People are getting touched. There is a manifestation. It's audible. It's visual. Come on, somebody. Do you realise that every time you come to hear the Word of God, God is depositing things into your life. He's activating you. He's drawing you to Himself. We've got to realise that we're in a season where the church has to rise up. Come out of your slumber, oh, you beautiful thing, you. You've got to start to realise your life, you carry so much of God. Everything that, I love that thing, you are infused with the King's DNA. You've got to write that, you've got to get that tattooed on your neck. Amen. Amen. Let's all go for a tattoo. I am infused with the King's DNA. Right on your chest. Amen, come on, write it on, write it on a scroll, write it on a piece of paper, put it on the fridge because you spend a lot of time there, either on the fridge's door or the toilet door, but just put something somewhere so you can read it. I am infused with the King's DNA. I have the spirit leaven on the inside of me. Something's fermenting on the inside of me. And everywhere I go, I carry the fragrance of God's manifest glory and power. You've got to get into that. Otherwise, we'll just hang around waiting for the rapture. We just hang around. Well, Jesus going to take me out pretty soon. And in the moment you say that, what happens? You lose the passion and the, the core call of God on your life goes to sleep because you're waiting for Jesus to rapture you. And you, my dear friends, are not ready to be raptured right now. Now, Jesus can come back today. But that would be a pure sight or a poor sight because there's still 3.2 billion people that still need to get saved. Amen, come on, believe me. There's a lot of people that still need to get saved. And so Philippians 1.6, I spoke about it last night. Paul writes this so eloquently and he says, I'm convinced of this very thing. Remember what I said last night, that he who started a good work in you will bring it, to say will bring it. Keep on saying it. We'll bring 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 it. Listen to me. My mum used to bake a lot of stuff. And I never saw my mother put the bread in the oven and hang around the oven counting. Nine, eight. When is this bread? She just put it in the oven. She hit that button. She walked away. She did everything she needed to do. She wasn't sweating and striving. And that bread came out normal. 
What does that mean? It means that God is not nervous about the fact that He called you for such a time as this, that He created you for such a time as this. He placed His Spirit in you and He's not nervous. Why? Because He knows that that what He put in you will come to completion if you desire so. You've got to desire it. When I was in the world, I was a neo-Nazi. You can read my book. I was a neo-Nazi. I walked around with a swastika on my arm. I was a mercenary. I hated Jews and I hated people of colour until I met Jesus. And then I realised, but you know what? I've got the kingdom heaven, eleven on the inside of me. I'm not filled with the devil. I'm not supposed to be demon possessed. I'm supposed to be Jesus possessed. So we've got to sort of think a little bit and say, you know what? I've got to realise that God is faithful to His Word. God is faithful to His Word. And that which He placed in me, He is going to be, He's going to look, He's going to look, He's going to perform it. He's going to look over it. He's going to protect it. But by golly, it's going to come to pass. Amen. Come on. Because some of you have gone through some horrendous stuff in the last couple of weeks. What is your name? Naomi. I want to tell you something. I just see God's, He's like covering you. You under His canopy this morning. You under His protection this morning. You under His grace this morning. And it doesn't matter what you've endured in, in whatever's happened. I don't know what's happened, but I just see in the last couple of weeks, you've gone through such horrendous opposition and grief and all sorts of stuff. It's like the enemy trying to pull the carpet out from underneath you and leave you without a destiny and leave your children without identity. And God says today, I'm gonna heal you and restore you and I'm gonna put you back on track and all the stuff that's gone on around you, God says will no longer be a noise to you. It won't be no longer be a condemnation to you. But God says, I've rescued you and I've kept you for such a time as this in the name of Jesus. And your mourning will turn into dancing. I don't know what that lady's gone through, but I want to tell you, God's going to raise her up and God's going to plant her and God's going to plant your family and everything that the devil stole from you, everything that the devil warped and destruct and brought, it's almost like a fracture. God says, I'm healing you and I'm restoring you. And in this season going into 2024, you're not going to look back and you're not going to wonder how you could have done this right or that right. God says, daughter, I've got you in the palm of my hand and that which I put inside of you will come to pass. In Jesus' name. And so Matthew 13, 33, let me read it again. And he says, uh, he told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took. And so God is saying, every time you hear a word, every word, every experience, every encounter with God will be like a little leaven. That's why it's important when you come in here. This worship is like leaven. Prophecy is like leaven. Every time you have an encounter with God, God says, a little bit of leaven, a little bit. You see, He doesn't give you all of it at once, but He adds to the leaven. And that's why you've got to be careful how to protect the leaven of the kingdom. You've got to protect what you have. Amen. Come on. Until it starts to create a powerful manifestation and a maturity starts to happen. Listen to me, saints. Am I talking too loud? I'm just, uh, if I was a Dalmatian, my tail would be doing like this. I am so excited about God. Come on. You've got to listen to me. After all these years of being born again, surely there should be some maturity on us. 
Surely we should be walking in the manifest presence of God. Surely we should be have walked out with all this other garbage and said, Lord, it's under the blood of Jesus. Surely we should be able to be presenting God with great maturity and great power and faith. Surely we should be a lighthouse to the world by now. And the fragrance of God should be so evident in your life. Come on, we've got to allow the, the, the leaven of the kingdom in us to develop so others, say others. others. Say it again, others. others. So that others can experience. There's an experience that's missing in church. We've got to experience the kingdom, experience the supernatural, the outworking of the kingdom in us and through us. Because I'm carrying the leaven of the kingdom. Let me tell you, that's why I love my Indian brothers so much. Because if you go to their house, it doesn't smell like pudding. It smells like curry. I would expect the house to smell like curry, not smell like tea cakes. How many of you know people's houses smell? Every house has got its own smell. So when you come to my house, guess what you're going to smell? Sourdough. <laughs> when you go to my house, two things. You're going to smell coffee and you're going to smell sourdough. Why? Because that's what I love and I enjoy. When I go to Matthew's house, I'm expecting to smell what? Curry. Curry. <laughs> so when people meet you, guess what they should be expecting to experience? God. They should be experiencing God because you're carrying God. You're pregnant with God. You've got God in the inside, God on the outside. It's coming through your pores. I mean, how many, I've just come back from Korea. You know what my wife said to me? She said, you might as well just turn your name into because you smell like a Korean. I ate jars of kimchi. It's like my drug food. I got high on kimchi. My stomach went into spasms. I, I was walking like this after a few days. Won't get into that, but... There's, listen to me. There, there should be evidence of the kingdom on the inside of you. What evidence do you have? Remember what I said yesterday, some of your cars are held together by all the fish stickers. People are tired of that garbage. And then I saw a sticker the other day where a shark was eating the fish. That's my type of sticker. Amen? And so now we're in a season, and let me just change gears, and let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 5, and let me show you something else. And this, by the way, is a letter that Paul was writing. He was actually dealing with some issues in the church in Corinth. Now, let me, let me say this very carefully and very clearly. The, what I'm about to read has got nothing to do with this church. Are we clear? Because I don't want anybody to phone your pastor and say, well, was he actually referring to our church? No, I'm not referring to your church. I'm making a point about leaven. So yeah, Paul is dealing with some issues in the church. Listen to what he says. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, an impurity of soul that is condemned and does not occur even among the heathen. And it goes on here through this whole thing that he's speaking about. And he says, you're proud and arrogant and you ought rather to mourn. 
and he's dealing with all the stuff because he's trying to make a point about what happens when the church ignores basic truths. The church ignores criteria. We, we ignore spiritual laws. We go our own way. And then we, what we've done is we've created this atmosphere where we think anything can go in church. We love everybody. And we, instead of listening to the Spirit of the Lord and the truth of God's Word, we now start absorbing different cultures into our church because we wanna be cool. And Paul was dealing with it and he's saying, guys, you've got to watch this. You've got to make sure sexual immorality doesn't come in the church. You've got to watch. And it's so funny you said that this morning because there's a lot of stuff happening out there in the circuit where men of God and women of God are falling because they are embracing all sorts of stuff and there's no accountability. In other words, their, their leaven is being polluted by stuff that they wanting to be involved in. And I'm sorry, God ain't gonna tolerate it. He's not gonna do it. And so Paul is speaking to them and it says, and you, know, you can go and read it, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, on the man who has committed such a deed, when you and my own spirit are met together with the power of our Lord Jesus, you are to deliver this man over to Satan. And it goes on to destroy carnal lusts, which prompted him to incest and his spirit may yet be saved. Verse uh, six, about this condition of your church, your boasting is not good. Indeed, it is most unseemly and entirely out of place. Do you not know that just a little leaven Will what? Ferment the whole lump. Purge out the old leaven that, you're, that you may be fresh, new dough, still uncontaminated. So we are in a season. What happens is this. Worship, when we're worshiping the Lord, you should be dealing with old leaven, guys. <laughs> Come on. Worship is a clear indication of the leaven you're carrying because if you're not enjoying worship, you won't enjoy anything else. Worship in the days to come is gonna be the litmus test of your relationship with Jesus. Because if you think worship is just songs on the overhead projector, you're wrong. Worship is a clear indication of your intimacy that you desire with Jesus. The end time church is gonna be a worshiping church. Do you know that God cannot worship Himself? God doesn't thank Himself. God doesn't worship Himself. God doesn't praise Himself. God doesn't do, there's nothing about God that He can do in terms of worship. So when, when He created you, He says, okay, I want you to do something for me I can't do for myself. So in worship, when you're worshiping God, I want you to listen to this because this was powerful. This is a revelation I got. When you do for God what He cannot do for Himself in worship, He then does for you what you can't do for yourself in worship. So come on, give God a hand. So when you, when worship comes on, this is not the time to shrink back and have a coffee. When worship comes on, you've got to get out of your seat and you've got to get into that place of worship and say, God, I'm going to do something for you that you cannot do for yourself today because I know that in this place of worship, you're going to do something for me that I cannot do for myself. 
And guess what happens? He starts to release leaven. He starts to release blessing. He starts to release. And you walk out of this building totally healed, totally saturated with God. You're just so full of God. You see, that's what worship does. And what he was saying to, to this church in Corinth was this. You've got to purge out the old leaven that you may be fresh new dough. Still uncontaminated. So what you've got to do in this season, you've got to ask these hard questions. God, what's contaminating my leaven in this season? Anything other, that the, anything other than kingdom leaven will what? Will pervert your leaven. Come on. You can't walk around with different strains of leaven. Amen. I can't say, oh, well, you know, I'm going to take on the woke leaven. And I'm going to take on the gender neutral leaven. And then I'm going to take on God leaven. No, you're confused. There's no such thing. Amen. Come on. I can't bake a sourdough bread that's going to look like pasta. My sourdough has to look like sourdough and it has to taste. So when people come to around you, they've got to say, you know what? I've come around the kingdom of heaven. They shouldn't be saying, I came around somebody from a church, but I don't really know what they believe. I don't really know what they stand for because you know what? They've got all sorts of weird flags on their car and they've got all sorts of stickers. There is one sticker about Jesus, but I see all these other stickers and when they open their mouths, there's all this leaven that's coming out and it's actually bringing some confusion. Stop tolerating sin in your mindset because it's gonna affect the kingdom leaven you should be carrying. So you need to start to ask yourself your question. Who's influencing you? Who's influencing you? Who's got your ear? Who's speaking into your life? Because it's going to matter in the season. It's going to matter what, what strength, what, what truth, what leaven, what are you, it's going to matter. I'm telling you, because the Bible says that in these days, even the elect are going to be deceived. Listen to me. People that you've been with, I've just spent some time with people and it was so sad to hear how people in their church left because they got offended because this guy would not preach against, he, would pre he said, I'm not gonna embrace LGBT stuff. I'm not gonna embrace that. I'm not gonna embrace wokeness. I'm not gonna embrace the stuff where there's a male toilet and there's a female toilet. We're not gonna embrace this, this weird demonic stuff. And guess what? 50 people left and all of them were his leaders. All his leaders, this, and this, by the way, this guy came from South Africa. They had to bring him in from South Africa. It cost the church money, him and his family. They embraced him. They interviewed him. They loved on him. They brought him in. But six months down the track, guess what? They were actually um, creating the, the wrong leaven. Because we want to be acceptable in the marketplace. We want to be cool and we want to be famous and we want to be fashionable. So we'll just tolerate all this garbage and then we can't understand why the church doesn't get the momentum and the traction and we're not moving in and we're not possessing the land because we just allowed everybody else's leaven in. Come on, man. You've got to start to go home today and say, hey, what are my kids watching? What are we listening to? What's happening? Let's, let's look at some of the, the games our kids are playing. 
Some families, they just pass their kids a, a PlayStation, just pass them all the games, just play games, get out of my way, be just, be just over there. We'll just do our stuff, be quiet. So we just pass them games and we don't know what leaven is going in them. Come on, man, be a little bit be a more alert than that. Handing your kids just whatever they want to play because you don't have the time to deal with them. So you just give them stuff to play with and you're not monitoring what they're playing with. And then when the dude's 16 years old, he wants to thr- thr- uh, slit your throat because he hates you. Oh, what happened to my baby? Well, guess what? You're feeding him in the wrong leaven. You allowed him to take leaven in that wasn't godly leaven. It's going to matter. Amen. Come on. And so we've got to look at this and we've got to be alert. So the question that you need to ask yourself is this, who is influencing you? Who's influencing your children? Amen. You've got to be alert. You've got to be, uh, you've got to be alert because a little, a little leaven, a little deception, just a little deception. Well, my brother, I don't really believe in the resurrection. I don't believe in the virgin birth. And so we, now we start, we start debating spiritual truth as if it's not truth. Do you understand what I'm saying? We start debating, is Jesus really going to come back? Is, does Jesus really heal people? Yes. Do people die? Yes. I prayed for people that have died, but I'm not out of ministry. But I've prayed for people that have lived. But I'm not going to allow the leaven of the, right, of the um, religious to come in and say, well, there's no such thing as prophecy. There's no such thing as this. We, and we start debating actual truth as if it was actual um, a lie. Do you understand what I'm saying? A little gossip. Just a little gossip. A little offense. Just, well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just suspicious about this. And we start bringing all sorts of stuff into the air. And it's actually becoming, it actually, what it means is your, your, the leaven that's filled with untruth now be, it seems like truth. And now you're splashing your leaven on everybody else's leaven. Like I said on the video, there's something about this guy. I don't know what it is. And we cause this dissension through suspicion. And what you're doing is you're actually releasing your leaven on somebody else's heart. Stop. Stop. That's how conspiracy theorists, theorists live. They live their life by conspiring about stuff that's not true. This morning, I had to rebuke a whole bunch of people because they put on, on, I think it was on Instagram, a picture of an old hotel that was being demolished and they said that was the World Trade Center. I said, guys, when are you gonna stop your nonsense? When are you gonna stop putting stuff on television and, or on Instagram and saying that was the World Trade Center and they blew up the World Trade Center from the, in the inside and there was no such attack? Come on, man. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like I even heard from people about Israel and what happened in Israel. Oh, well, it really didn't happen. So what you're actually doing is you want me to take on your leaven. Amen. Come on. Is this, are you listening to what I'm saying? You've got to ask yourself this morning, what is in my leaven? What's, what am I carrying that other people can actually gain from? Because you are supposed to be a supplement in your nation. You're supposed to be a supplement in your city. You're supposed to be supplying your city with supernatural life blood. Amen. The life of Christ. 
But if you don't know what's in your leaven and you're just receiving everybody else's leaven, when you open your mouth, whether you like it or not, whatever you, your heart is filled with is going to come out of your mouth. Amen. Come on. What is permeating in your heart that is not of God? I don't, listen to me. I don't go to Costco or someplace and buy a big bag of oranges with a few rotten ones inside it. Honey, let's go to the restaurant and ask them for all the rotten food in the fridge. I don't go to Costco and buy a bag of rotten oranges because I know that one rotten orange is going to permeate all the oranges. You've got to be alert. Come on, you've got to be alert. I hang around with a lot of people in the world, but let me tell you, after a while, they're going to know what's in my leaven. We're going to have that little talk. You're not going to blaspheme in front of me. You're not going to get drunk in front of me. You're not going to use bad language in front of me. You're not going to cuss in front of me. You're, going to, you're not going to do all the stuff in front of me because I don't want your leaven to splash on me. But the problem with the church is we just want to love everybody and we just want to take everybody else's leaven and we're not filtering it through the blood of Jesus. And then we can't understand why we are not a mature bride. The church has to become mature. Let's go to another scripture. You guys okay? Yes. Just say hallelujah. hallelujah. I know what's in my leaven. Okay. Let's go to Galatians chapter 5. Let me show you another scripture. How many of you love the Word of God? Yes. I love the Word of God because you can't go wrong with the Word of God. Listen to what it says. And this is such a prophetic word. You were running the race nobly. He's speaking to the Galatians. It says, you were running the race nobly. Who has interfered and hindered and stopped you from heeding and following the truth? Because that's, there's hundreds of people that I meet. They were once full on for God, heavy on God, love the Lord, go to church. They're in, now suddenly, oh, we don't go to church anymore because we just sit at home and have church by ourselves because we don't need to be around anybody. You're deceived. We need each other. And he says, hey, who's impeding your race? Who's stopping your race? Who's, who's telling you you don't have to be in a prayer meeting? Who's telling? Because that's what he was saying. He says, you are running the race nobly. Who has interfered? Amen. Come on. Then it says here, this evil persuasion is not from him who called you. Then in verse 9, it says, a little leaven. There it is again. Just say a little leaven. A slight inclination to error or a few false teachers leavens the whole lump. It perverts the whole conception of faith or misleads the whole church. Stop allowing legalistic religious garbage and teaching into your heart. It will contaminate you and everybody that listens to you. Amen. Let me just say this. This church is like a lump of sourdough. Thank you for your joy. This church is a lump of sourdough. And what God is doing with you all is He's causing you to be, there's a fermentation process. You're fermenting. And while you're fermenting, you are permeating the city. Amen. Come on. It's like Matthew when he starts cooking that curry. The neighbors 10 streets down are saying, Oh, somebody's cooking some curry. <laughs> amen. Can, I, can you move your head like that? <laughs> I want a little bit of curry, man. <laughs> amen. 
I bet you some of these people don't even know why people in India move their heads. Do you know why they move their heads? No, because it's a sign of joy and blessing to see each other. See, I had, I had 54 people when I had my church in Australia. I had 54 plus people from different parts of India in my church. I was the happiest pastor on earth. I had curry coming out of my pores. And every, there was some people that just moved their heads all the time. And then there were people that just moved their heads once in a while. And then I asked him one day, why do you move your heads when you come to each other? He said, because it's a sign of blessing to see you. So we move, I can't move my head like that. Can you move your head like that? Come on, brother. Hallelujah. Thank you, Matthew. You need to, listen, you should have classes on moving the head. Because you know, sometimes you don't want to hug people. I don't want to hug everybody in church because some people just, I mean, they're not huggable. But maybe we can teach them just to move their heads. I don't want to hug you, but I want to move my head, you know. I love you Indian people. They are just so gracious. Amen. Because they make good curry. And they move their heads because they enjoy each other. Amen. Come on, man. You guys are so valuable. You're valuable to the kingdom of heaven. You carry the grace of God on your lives. You carry the authenticity of God on your lives. I'm telling you, revival will come into India. It doesn't matter what your president is trying to do or your prime minister, but God's gonna set that nation free and you're gonna see revivals break out over India. And they thought that they can stop revivals in India, but God says, I'm gonna cause a wave of my glory to touch that nation because it's not just India, it's Sri Lanka, it's Russia, it's China, it's every one of those areas. God says, I'm gonna use India. Do you know that curry is a preserve, it preserves things? That's a, that's a scientific fact that if you want to preserve something in your fridge, put curry in it, put all sorts, of, and that meat will never go off. Why? Because it's a preservation um, um, preservative. And God says prophetically, India will preserve that part of the world. That's a prophetic word. And so you've got to be alert. What is actually affecting the entire batch? Do you, know, do you see the danger here, guys? What's in your leaven? What are you walking around in with inside of you that's just, it's upsetting you. You've got to go back there and say, God, purify my leaven. God, get rid of all the impurities in my life. What's contaminating me in the season is going to matter. God, listen to me. Your words matter. Your actions matter. Everything you do for the kingdom matters. Don't just brush it off and say, I used to say this all the time until God really brought correction. Well, God knows what's in my heart. God says, the problem is, I do know what's in your heart and it's not cool. God knows me, God. This is the way God's wired me. God says, no, I never wired you. I rewired you, but you like the old wiring. You like the old man. Amen. What's in your leaven? What's keeping you from worshiping? What's keeping you from praying? What's keeping you from giving? I'll tell you what it is. Old leaven. Because it says that. Amen. Come on. Whatever is in your life that is affecting your leaven and relationship with God is ungodly leaven. That's why we've got to be very, very open to the Lord. Let me take you to the last scripture that I want to share. Matthew chapter 16. Let me go back there. Are you guys okay? 
How many of you feel like, like a big hunk of sourdough right now? Man, I just, my mouth is celebrating. Matthew 16. Let's go and see what it says. Matthew 16, verse 5. When the disciples reached the other side of the sea, they found that they had forgotten to bring any bread. Now listen to what Jesus says. Jesus says this. It's like out of context. They're looking for bread. Jesus says something that's got nothing to do with what they're looking for. Jesus says this, Be careful and on your guard against the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Be on your guard. Be on your guard. Be on your guard. So you've got to understand in this season, you've got to put a guard on your heart and you've got to make a decision for your family, for your children, for your marriage, for your husband, for your wife, for your business, for your city, for your church. You're going to say, no, I'm the gatekeeper of everything that you've given me to steward. And I'm going to steward well in the season. And I'm going to make sure that nobody's going to drop their perverted leaven into everything that's associated to me. In other words, I'm going to have a zero tolerance for gossip. I'm going to have a zero tolerance for sin. I'm going to have a zero tolerance for compromise. I'm going to have a zero tolerance for anything that is subject to a lie in terms of the Word of God. Amen, come on. And I am going to be a lion. I'm going to roar what I need to roar. Let me tell you a story. I am part of an amazing movement called HIM, Harvest International Ministries. We oversee... 30,000 churches in 72 nations. So we're not a small little movement. And in COVID, my, my leader, the man that is my spiritual father, Cheyenne, Governor Newsom in California during COVID, during COVID, allowed other people to march allowed the homosexuals to march, allowed this group to march without any masks. But when he and his church got together, he sent Che Ann a letter. Listen, we are going to arrest you next week. We're going to come to your church. We are going to arrest you. We are going to arrest you in front of your congregants. Then we're going to arrest some of your congregants. And these people are law-abiding citizens. We are going to arrest them and we're going to put you in jail because you will not wear a mask in your church. And he said, but we are wearing a mask. We've actually spaced people out. People are sitting, it's a church of 2,500 people. He did everything he can to make sure everybody was spaced. There was sanitizer, there was toilet paper, there was everything. I mean, everything you need. Everything you need, it was there. Masks, separated, sanitizer, everything. Temperature, everything was done. They said, we're going to arrest you in front of your church. Guess what that was? That was an accusation that was connected to the leaven of the spirit of the world. That guy released it, and this is what Chase said. Chase said, no, you're not going to come and contaminate our leaven. I'm going to take this to court. So Che takes this whole thing to the Ninth Circuit Court in California, which is all very woke, and loses the case. 
So his attorney calls him and says, no, it's not done. We're going to take this thing up to the Supreme Court. We're taking this thing up to the Supreme Court because we're not going to allow the leaven of the world to come and dictate what we ought to be doing. So guess what happened? He won the case. Governor Newsom had to pay three point something million dollars to Che. And they made a, the, 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 what do they call it when the, when the court makes a decision? The verdict was this, that no government in America from this point into eternity can shut down a church anywhere in America. Hallelujah. That's the, the leaven of the kingdom that's been established. So this church, I'm telling you today, you will establish the leaven of the kingdom, not only in Lafayette, but in five other different cities around you. God says, you will see the leaven of the kingdom come forth in the lives of people. Territories and regions will come into alignment. Some of you sitting here will move into new areas of business and there will be new areas of breakthrough and the opposition that you have faced in your life will no longer be an opposition to you. It'll be food for you. And some of you will take that you will be a, you will be a, what you, it's almost like your enemies will become a prey to you and you will eat their seed. That's a prophecy right there. You will eat their seed. You will eat their substance. You will destroy the work of the devil. Why? Because you've said in your heart, I will no longer allow the leaven of the, of the kingdom of, of the devil to come and rest on my leaven. I'm going to allow my leaven to permeate and mature and fill the atmosphere with the fragrance of God. So you've got to ask yourself, I'd like some, just some background music. You've got to start to ask the Lord, God, what is in my leaven? What have I allowed into my leaven? Come on. Come on. Because you can go and check. Say, okay, God, show me. In the last couple of weeks, can I be a little transparent? The Lord spoke a word to me. He said, son, you've allowed offense into your leaven. I've been in ministry all these years. And I allowed offense to become a little leaven. And then I allowed aggravation. I know you all don't get aggravated, just the church down the road. But I started to get aggravated. I started to get irritated. I started to take on offense. I started to take on all. And you know what the Lord said? Son, you've got to go in and you've got to get rid of the leaven, the unholy leaven in your life. You've got to get rid of it. And I want to tell you in the last two weeks, I've, my heart's been under reconstruction. Because I can't allow anything else but godly leaven into my life. Amen. Come on. Because when I'm speaking to you, when I'm prophesying to you, it has to go through my leaven. It has to pass through the leaven of my heart. I don't want you to get what's in my heart that's not godly. Because if I'm preaching the mumps and I've got the measles, you're going to get the measles. I want you to get the power of the Holy Ghost. I want you to get the pure, unadulterated Word of God spoken over you. I don't want to just throw stuff on you and you're going to think, man, what's this? It doesn't smell too good. 
I want you to receive the purity of the Word of God. Amen. And so I want to just minister to some people. I want you and your husband and even your son to come stand up here. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. This man and his wife, this, this brother with the blue shirt on. You and your, your wife, just come up here, please. Just come. Just come. Just come stand in front of me. Stand, stand in front of me and look this way. Thank you, Jesus. Just let's wait on the Lord. Let's wait on the Lord now. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That guy with the nice light blue shirt on. You, are you together? You guys together? Come. That brother over there, come. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That lady sitting over there by the curtain, come. Yes, you, ma'am. That lady sitting over there. Yes. Thank you, Lord. I want the ushers just to help me here. Thank you, Jesus. The reason why I wanted you guys to get up real close, because I really felt, and this is a word for you guys, that this includes you in April, so come stand right here. I really felt last night that you're going to carry a Joseph anointing on your church. And I saw different people in this house that are actually going to be responsible in great wealth transfer. Great. I'm telling you, not just forget about 100,000, 200. I'm looking at, I saw the, the figure, millions, 13 million, 15 million, 25 million. And then the Lord said, you guys are going to be, you're going to be like the forerunners of creating a Joseph mindset in wealth transfer. Because God is saying this church is going to be like a Goshen. I don't know if you've ever heard that before, but the Lord says Goshen is going to be in your hands. This house will be involved in farming meat. It'll be involved in farming all sorts of foods. It'll be a Goshen. It'll be a resource center to the nations. So that's what you've got on your radar. So you've got to go to God in the season and you've got to say, God, how do we translate that word into the manifest, the manifest plans of heaven? Because it's going to be a Goshen. It's going to be a Joseph. See, Joseph, listen to me. Joseph had a dream and he dreamt about what was going to go on in Egypt. And he goes to Pharaoh and Pharaoh says, do whatever you can because that's from God. And so what does Joseph do? He goes and builds barns during the famine. Mm -hmm. I just read that. You just read that? Mm -hmm. yes, <laughs> you think God's speaking? Mm -hmm. I think so. And so what does he do? This is what he does. So the famine comes, but in the, in, in, they start harvesting all. The, so they planted all this amazing food. He gets all that seed and all that food into the storehouses, into the barns. And guess what? Egypt becomes a, an economic giant because of Joseph's insight and ability to dream. So let me tell you something, pastor, prophet, apostle, 
man of God, you're going to see a Goshen develop through this house and through people that God's going to come and put alongside of you. So I want you to go and stand behind your leaders. And I want you to lay hands on them and we're going to come into agreement. And you're going to build the thing that you've dreamed about. Look at me. It's going to be a flagship. It's going to, I see a flagship. A flagship is like the biggest aircraft carrier in the fleet. That's the flagship. That's what you're going to build. And you've got to make sure from this moment on that whoever comes into your pulpit will carry a Goshen anointing. If you have people come in here that speaks against prosperity and speak against wealth, that's not the type of people. Because God wants us to, we've got to manage the wealth of nations. Amen. Come on. I'm not speaking about being greedy and all that stuff we've seen. But I'm speaking about this house becoming a Goshen. Go and study it. Go and listen to God. And you and your husband and some of these people here that are in business are going to step into this arena of faith. And you're going to start praying and you're going to start interceding and you're going to start understanding. God's going to start opening properties. I saw massive land opening, like 30,000 acres, 5,000 acres, 6,000 acres, so that you guys can go in and possess the land. What is your name? Are you born again? Spirit filled? Raising the dead? Not yet. But I felt the Lord saying, you're like that bonsai tree that He was speaking about. Everybody's trying to keep you cut, keep Him down, keep Him this, keep Him that. Just, just have Him enough. God says, no, I'm going to plant you by the river so that you can start to grow into the purposes that God has for you. You've been searching and looking and running here and running there and looking here. And God says, son, I want you to know you're acceptable and accepted, but you've got to find your tribe. Amen? Because the mistake we make, can I just say this? The mistake we make is we find a white church or we find a black church. God says, no, just find my bride because she's black and white. Come on. Amen? Come on, you've got some amazing gifts. You've got amazing gifts on the inside. Just lay hands there. That's where the fire of God is, brother. And God's going to start to teach you how to be a son. God's going to start to teach you how to walk in sonship. God's going to start to teach you how to receive your inheritance. It's time. Amen. Amen. Just hold hands. Look at me. God has given you an extraordinary desire for His kingdom. Extraordinary anointing on your life, sir. You carry such an ability to see God's kingdom come. And can I just say this to you today? You have not disappointed God. And that's the age old trick of the devil that comes in and says, oh no, just enough. You'll never have the, God says, no son, you are one of those men. Come, come, this couple here with the Goshen anointing, come, stand behind them. (laughs) You have the Goshen anointing. You have the anointing to accumulate wealth and distribute wealth. And God's going to use you in this season. Listen to me. 
you're not the type of guy that wants to be on the, on, the, on the front stage. You would rather be on the backstage. And God says, I understand that because it's born out of your ability of humility. That's where you operate well. You don't want the spotlight. And even though we put you in the spotlight this morning, it's like not because to embarrass you, but to highlight the way you operate. And God says, son, 2024 is going to be the best year. 2024 to 2027, you're going to see the most extraordinary things happen with your business and with your finances. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. What's your name? And it's time to get healed. Just time to get healed. Just say, it's time for me to get healed. Time for me to get healed. I'm, I'm carrying too much stuff. You're carrying everybody else's stuff. Every time people came across you, they just put their leaven in you, put their stuff on you. And you just, you're so responsible. And God says today, I want you to be totally set free from everybody else's word Amen. on your life. You're a mighty man. Are you born again? Yes, sir. Raising the dead? No. Not yet. <laughs> Amen. Amen. This is going to be a new year for you. Why do I see a, why do I see a, a wedding? You guys getting married? Are you married? Hallelujah. You need to get married. Amen. <laughs> Ding dong, the bells are going to chime. <laughs> Amen? Amen. And when you step into that role, listen to me, it's going to be okay. Yes. It's going to be okay, honey. Yes. But you guys have got to lay down all the stuff that you've been fighting for all these months for. Lay it down before the Lord. Because when you step into that agreement, guess what's going to happen? Covenant becomes real. Amen? Say covenant. You guys need to be in covenant. You are so special to the Lord. You're so beautiful to the Lord. And there's like all these voices telling you that's going to happen, that's going to go wrong, that's going to... And so you've built this thing that's in your mind that's not even God. Amen? Amen. So go and see your pastor. Is he your pastor? Go and see him and say, Pastor, I'm ready. <laughs> Amen? Is that okay? I'm happy with that word. I think I'm more happy than you are. <laughs> because God wants you to flourish, my brother. God wants you to flourish. God wants you to flourish. God wants you to walk in the, on the promises of heaven. Because it's not just about you. I see other little people that need stability and security. Amen. Where one day you can stand on the platform and say, I saw God move. And this is what God did for me. And now I can share with you what God did. That's what it's about. This is not about hiding. This is about standing up and saying, I am a son of the king and I'm going to do the right thing. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I just want to say this, prophet, uh, to these two. I just see this. God says in your relationship, you've come into this relationship with your story She's come into this relationship with her story. You've both come in with your history. And God says, no longer are you going to take, take this relationship on both of your stories. God says, I'm going to begin to create my story. And the rest is going to become history. And now it's going to be His story Amen. that's about to manifest. Wow, that's a good word. Come, man. I'm sorry. I forgot about you. Come. Just come. It's okay. Yeah, you, you're supposed to be here. You're supposed to be here. Thank you, Jesus. What is your name? Ursula. Okay. 
I've got a whole word yet for you. It's like a massive word. And the word I have for you is this. Look at me. You have got to step up into your governmental role. You have got to go and say to the, you've got to sit down because I see your anointing is going to connect you to the school board in this whole area. You've got to sit down and start to rewrite some of the curriculum that's going on in the schools. Because you have a heart for schools. You have a heart for kids. Amen. Amen. Come on. And so you've got to rise up. You've got to say, God, this is going to be a season. I'm going to step up into my governmental role. Are you hearing me? Thank you, Jesus. Because God is going to open doors in the school. I just see the school board. The school super. I don't know what they call it here in in the state. School board. School stuff. School board. Come on. It's on you. Thank you, Jesus. What's your name? Linda. You need to speak to the mountain. Speak to the mountain. The mountain that's your family. The mountain that's uh, inheritances. The mountain that's all sorts of... There's all, I see the mountain that the enemy has put up there and you're just up against this mountain. God says, no, you're a great woman of faith. Speak to the mountain. Amen. Come on, tell the mountain to go and throw itself into the sea. Don't just accept every little thing that comes along and say, oh, well, maybe that's God. God, No, God doesn't want to hurt you. God doesn't want to put things in your body. God wants to bless you and heal you and deliver you and give you joy. And God wants you to see your family fulfill their destiny. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Come on. It's in your mouth. So just lay hands on your tummy right there. Because the Bible says out of the inmost parts of your belly will run rivers of living water. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this precious woman of God that will run the race, find her assignment, and see your kingdom come in her family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. I'm done. So tonight, remember tonight, it's going to be much more prophetic. Could you say that one more time? Tonight is going to be much more prophetic. We're going to have more prophetic ministry. So that means bring people that need to be ministered to. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. How many of you have been blessed today? Um, I'm so highly encouraged um, by the word of the Lord here today. I'm, I'm, I'm just encouraged. I'm encouraged by you. I'm, uh, you know, we're, we're blessed to be here. We're so thankful that we're, we're honored that, that God is sending us a people that will hear and honor the gift on our lives. Not that we're, we, we, we put all the attention on Jesus and that's something that we always endeavor to do. It's about lifting up the name of Jesus. He is the center. The moment that changes, we're in big trouble. Amen. So we want to keep Jesus at the center of everything that we do. And that's what we've always decided to do as a ministry. And uh, I say that we're honored that you receive us, but we're also honored and enriched in relationship by 
all the people that has God has surrounded us with. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like I say this, um, and, and I don't want to labor this too much because, you know, we, we're coming back here at 6.30 tonight. It's going to be awesome. Bring on your, put on some sneakers, come worship like you've never worshipped, jump around, do cartwheels, do whatever you got to do. We're really free around these parts. Shake, rattle and roll. Hallelujah. Uh, but come back tonight, bring somebody. But um, I was just going to say, you know, concerning, concerning the, the church, uh, you know, we, we're so excited because, you know, we, we and, and I'm saying this because God has put an immense love in our hearts for the culture that He sent us to right here in Lafayette, Louisiana, with, uh, you know, with the, the, the Cajuns. And there's actually quite a good mix of different cultures, the Cajuns, Creoles, and whatever. The point of the matter is, is that God's put a huge love in our hearts. And I usually make the joke that I am actually fully French speaking. I really am. That's the truth. And um, I'm just a Cajun that arrived here much later than everybody else. So finally, I'm here. And I'm super blessed to be a part of this, of this culture. But um, we, if, you know, in retrospect, before we even got you, we, who, what was Lafayette? You know, we were living in Tampa, Florida. God, could you not just give me the unction and the go ahead to start a church in Tampa with the beautiful palm trees and go suffer for Jesus or go to Hawaii? Lord, we'll go. I promise we'll go. If it's possible, let this cup pass for me. But yes, Lord, if you say Hawaii, I promise we'll, we'll go. And no, he said, go to Lafayette. And so I say that to say this, we died to ourselves. Well, was we didn't come because it was our choice. And I don't mean that. Understand, there's a love. We're happy to be here. We didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. Do you understand what I'm saying? But we came and we obeyed the voice of the Lord and now we're here. And God never sent us. God sent us because there would be a people. Amen? And look at yourselves right now. You are that people that God wanted to bring together. So we died to ourselves to come here. And I often say this at the church. So we have no agenda. Our agenda is to submit to the will of the Father by being vessels so that God's purpose can be made manifest in a region. And I usually like to say this. So we have many times brand new people coming through the doors. And I usually say this, we don't have the luxury of an agenda by God sending us here. And nobody else gets the luxury of having an agenda either. So the purpose of this vision is that we all die to ourselves so that the kingdom of God can be extended in a region. It's not my this, my that, because if, if we're broken and, and there is, come on, if, if, there's, if, the, if the ranking system is broken down or the army system is broken down, this one's soldiers wanting to go. And that's why we don't accomplish because everybody's wanting to go in a hundred different directions. Are you with me? And so, uh, but God is raising, truly raising up an army and uh, there's momentum that is building in the Spirit. And that does not mean there is absolute, in that dying to yourself, it makes every bit of provision for your gift to flourish also. Amen. That doesn't mean you can't be who God's called you to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. But when we all bring our gifts together for the commonality of what God's wanting to do, that's when it becomes awesome. Amen. And I say all of that to say this because I want to honour the gift of God that's come to us this weekend to build. He's always building the house whenever He comes. And so 
I want us to reciprocate our love for Him this morning. Many of you, we're gonna go ahead if we can have our ushers just quickly pass the offering bas- uh, envelopes around. Um, just everybody take one, doesn't mean you have to put anything in it. We just want for the sake of time. Um, let's, uh, if we can find some envelopes and help them get those envelopes passed out. Uh, 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 Tanya, if we got some more, can we please get those? Thank you. Can we, can we have the music playing in the background still? If we don't have them, then go ahead. What we're gonna do, I apologize if we don't have any, we, run, we might have run out. We have plenty more, so we need to find out where those are. We have thousands of envelopes, so. All right, there we go. Let's go ahead and have those passed out, please. Thank you so much. Uh, we're gonna give you the opportunity. Some of you sowed last night. We're very grateful for that. Um, some of you have still got tonight that you wanna be a part of sowing seed into, into uh, Prophet David's ministry. Now, just remember, I wanna go ahead and show you the first slide. If you're going to www.destinyrevivalministries.com and you click on the Invest Now or Your Support button, you will see that next slide that we were on. Um, okay, that, that's the envelope. Right, let's stay there. Yes, let's stay there. So for this slide, you will see a drop-down menu. You can put guest speaker because you're sowing into Prophet David. If you're tithing, select the tithe for the church. If you're giving to the guest speaker and you have a tithe and maybe you have a guest speaker offering, just do two separate transactions, one with the tithe and one for the guest speaker. So we make sure every bit of the offering that's supposed to go to him goes to him because it's assigned to him. Then if we can go back to the envelope slide, on that envelope on the bottom right-hand side, it says guest speaker. It doesn't have a red block checked for you. It's just simply to show you what to check. So if you're putting tithe, allocate that as a tithe or else if you're sowing into Prophet David. So before you actually do that this morning, just ask the Lord really quickly. Let's, let's uh, close our eyes really quickly. Then once we're done with that, we're gonna go ahead and dismiss everybody so you can go and have your lunch and fellowship. And I know we've all been super blessed today. So when you're dismissed, you can get up and just pop your offering. Phoebe is on my right, your left. The offering basket or box is right behind her. Just pop the offering in there and then uh, you can go ahead and have a blessed, wonderful day as you've been fed spiritually. You can go get fed physically. But Father, I thank You for the spirit of generosity, Lord. We thank You for the gift that's here today, for the anointing that You've placed upon His life. Father, we thank You that, Lord, out of an honour and a connection to what we're hearing, we sow according to that, Father. So as, we, as, as He goes on to His next venture, as He goes to Alaska, Lord, we can uh, uh, sow some good seed into His ministry, Lord, that empowers Him to be a blessing wherever He goes with lives being transformed, souls being saved, wherever His ministry takes Him and His, him and his wonderful wife, uh, Prophetess D. Father, we thank You. So Father, we thank You, Lord. Just speak to us, minister to everybody here and what You'd have them do in the mighty Name of Jesus and all those that love the Lord said, Amen. Praise God. Well, um, and then lastly, sorry, I forgot to mention, if you are writing out checks, make them out to DRM or Destiny Revival Ministries, whichever you want to do, DRM or Destiny Revival Ministries. 
and you can also notate on your check guest speaker on there or tithe, whatever you want to do. God bless you, everybody. Jesus is Lord. Thank you for coming and we'll see you tonight.